0: I could do that if I wanted to. (laughs) I could. Hey, what a great week we've had with uh, Ninja Warrior Camp. And um, thank you, parents, for allowing us the privilege of um, serving your children. Thank you to the more than 200 volunteers that helped out this week. Really really appreciate it. Um, During the offering time, in just a moment, we're going to be showing a recap video. That should be exciting because you'll probably see some of your kids and some of the volunteers, so be looking for that. A huge part of Ninja Warrior Camp this week has been Daniel Gill and his wife, um, Abby. Um, Daniel's a five-time American Ninja Warrior finalist. You can see him on television tomorrow on NBC, so make sure you watch that. But what you really need to know about Daniel and Abby is that they are Christ followers. In other words, there was a time in their life in which Christ became more than just a name to them, and they've dedicated their lives to Christ. And uh, Daniel, in uh, just a little while, is going to be sharing his story. But for right now, would you like to welcome Daniel and Abby? Go ahead and stand up. Welcome to Emmanuel. Thanks. We're going to receive an offering at this time. It's part of what we do on a Sunday morning, the giving of tithes and offerings. If you are a guest, just like that video said a few moments ago, we don't want you to participate in the offering. We only want you to receive. We want you to receive God's grace today and God's love. So the tithes and offerings times is just for people who are regular attenders. So ushers, if you'll come this time, I'm going to say a prayer of blessing over the offering. Our gracious Father, would you receive as an act of our heartfelt expression of love to you these tithes and offerings that we're about to receive. Would you use them to bless other people and to build your great family? In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Four hundred and fifty children, five obstacles,
0: one course, one goal.
1: young people that to follow their heart, follow their dreams, follow the things that God puts inside of them to pursue, but also tell them that in this world we will have obstacles like that. We don't always win. Sometimes we fall, sometimes we get wet, but I get to show them what it looks like to go through that on television and get back up and and not quit, like exemplify what it looks like to keep your head up high, even when things don't go the way you want. So I think this generation needs to hear that and I love getting to use my platform to encourage so many in an otherwise very dark and very hurting world.
2: <laughs> oh man. Oh man.
1: There's my cue, everybody. That's my cue, guys. I've been I've spent the last like 40 hours picking picking slime out of my hair. I think it's been like four showers, um, but it was worth it. It was worth it. How many kids were there live to see that happen? Okay, Ooh. and it, which one of you poured it in my mouth, by the way? No, it was it was awesome. All joking aside, your kids were incredible. For me to get to to use. The show of Ninja Warrior, which some of you probably that was your first time seeing anything on Ninja Warrior. That's what I do for a living, full time, is, is run courses and, and get to travel. But your kids are great dancers, if you didn't know that. Your kids are also extremely competitive, if you didn't know that. Uh, we we dom- demolished the, the course in there in a good way. Like your kids crushed it. They were awesome. Came back every day for more. We beat records. We set challenges, and they met every single one. So it was great. It was great. And first off, can we, can we give a huge round of applause to Emmanuel Church this morning? Like, to Pastor Mark, the whole team, everybody here, all the volunteers, my wife and I, because of the show, I, I get to travel often, I get to go speak places often, uh, whether it's schools or, or uh, camps or, or churches, and we have felt this, this entire week that we're at home this is a family, and this church has been so inviting, so welcoming. They, they went above and beyond anything that we could have asked beforehand to, to accommodate us. So they've been, just been so gracious, so so awesome to us, and, and I wanted to, to just thank them from here. Um, now, I get to share with you guys for a bit and talk about kind of my Ninja Warrior journey, how I became a ninja, and um, the part that God has played in my life because I would not be the man that I am today. I would not be doing the things that I am doing today if it weren't for trusting God with with everything. So before I get into that though, I'm gonna pray real quick because we've said a few prayers, but now it's my turn. So God, we just, we, we bless you. Lord, I ask that you would just fill this place right now, God, that as I get to share my testimony, Lord, that just like the Bible says, Lord, you would give us eyes that see and you'd give us ears that hear what you have to say to us today. So God, I ask that, Lord, you it wouldn't just be me speaking, God, because all I can do at best is encourage. But Lord, I ask that you would speak through me, speak through my words, Holy Spirit, because one word from you can change a life forever, God. It can do what years of therapy couldn't, God, because when you speak, things change. So God, I ask that you would just take this time, God, plant seeds and, and fill us up with more of you. Give us a, a desire to know you more, God. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. So, I'm excited to be with you guys. Um, getting into to my testimony I wanted to let you know uh, kind of who I am, where I'm from, what I'm about. I'm 26 years old, so still pretty young, but I've been doing Ninja Warrior for five years. So in that context, I've been doing this a while. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas, born and raised. So the weather that you guys have been having here has been awesome. It's been great. I've loved it. Last weekend, there there were concerns about it being like too hot and like stores closing and stuff. And I was like, I looked at my wife, she's also a native Houstonian, and I was like, they shut things down because it's too hot here? What? What is this? Uh, in, in, in Houston, I mean, it's, it's like mid 90s. Like, we have hot Christmases. Christmas was like 98 degrees a couple years ago. And so I was like, we don't shut things down when it gets hot. But if we get more than an inch of ice on the roads, everybody panics. Schools get shut down. Nobody knows what to do. So you guys have us on that end. But I'm from Houston, born and raised. Uh, my wife and I actually met there. And Abby, can you just wave one more time? Because, man, guys, young people, when, when you when you trust God to find someone for you, you don't have to go looking. God will bring the right person right to you. He's so good that he has, the, the Bible says he not only has the hairs of your head counted, like he numbers them, he knows them. He also has the people that he wants you to live life with, that he wants you to partner with. So, shout out to God, because I got the best wife I could have ever dreamed about. Um, from Houston, and... As I get into to my testimony, my story, I want to let you know that it, it, it doesn't even start with me. Some of you know we're brought into this world by our parents. My story begins with my parents because my dad is, is uh, from Colombia. It's where he, I get my skin and my crazy hair. My mom is, is from Texas, so she's white. But they met in college, and when they got married and started having a bunch of kids, I've got five siblings in my family total, so I'm one of five. When they started having a bunch of kids, my mom found out that she, she didn't really know what she was doing and that raising a family was harder than she thought. You see, both of my parents grew up semi in the church. My, my dad grew up Catholic, so he believed in God. My mom grew up Southern Baptist, so she believed in God, but neither of them were, were in a church or, or, you know, pursuing a relationship with God when they started, when they got married and started having a bunch of kids. So after about three of, the kids in my family were born. My mom came to this this like crossroads in her life. She said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, this is harder than I thought, and I've got more kids on the way. So, Lord, I need to, I need to, to recommit my life to following you. And with that said, God, I'm going to commit my children to following you. And anytime time the doors to the church are open, Lord, that's where they're going to be. Any um, involvement that we can be, anything that we can participate in in church, that's what my kids are going to do. And I'm going to raise my kids. I'm going to homeschool them so, because I, I want to have more control over their upbringing. So that was what my, my parents decided. So I was raised homeschooled. I had a, there were five kids in my family. And out of the five kids, I was very unique. I was very special. Some of your kids can probably relate really well to me because out of all my siblings, I was the, I was the monkey boy, climbed on everything. The world was my playground. In fact, to this day... My mom's like, wow, Daniel, I'm, I'm really glad that you became a ninja warrior because when you were like three years old, I took you to McDonald's to play on the playground. She said, I turned my head for one second. I look back, you're not on the playground. Instead, Daniel, you're scaling the 10-foot fence going towards the parking lot. She's like, you were always a monkey, Daniel. So praise God, he opened a door for you to do this ninja thing because I don't know, I don't know what you would have, how you would have turned out. So if your kids are monkeys... There's outlets now. There's things called, like, ninja gyms. Like, you can send them. They can get training. And it doesn't have to be over concrete and a McDonald's, okay? (laughs) So growing up, my earliest memories were of being raised in the church. And it wasn't perfect. I mean, no church is. The church isn't for perfect people. It's for broken people who who need to to love or need to learn about the love of God. So I grew up in church, and I loved it. I had, had, you know, not only... um, kids my age that I could spend time with that were good influences. I had I had teachers, I had leaders, I had pastors who I knew loved me, who I knew had the best, in, or my best interests at heart, and I could go to them with my issues and my problems. And I was raised in a, in a great community. And not only did I have a great family, but I had a great church. So plug, if you guys are interested in the church and you need community, this is a great one here at Emmanuel. So growing up, I, I came to a point where, I would listen to all these Bible stories about, you know, David slaying Goliath, the giant. Or I'd read about, like, Moses parting the Red Sea, all these signs, these wonders. I'd read about Jesus healing everybody who came to him and dying on the cross for my sins in my place. And I remember reading this stuff and being like, wow, that's, that's awesome. You know, we have, like, Netflix and movies today. Well, we didn't, that wasn't quite as prevalent. I had Disney movies back then. But, like, these stories were the things that I would think about during the day. And I was like, God... If you can do it with them, who's to say that you can't do, like, take my life on a crazy adventure? Because, like, God, some of these guys, I mean, it didn't matter their age. It didn't matter if they were a boy or girl. It didn't matter. You used, um, used Abraham, and he was, like, 99 years old when he had his son, like, when you started to use him in that way. And I said, but you also used David to slay Goliath, and he was, like, a teenager. So, my God, if, if you can do that with them, and I believe this, and I'm going to believe that you can do it with me too. So when I was a kid, I was like maybe seven, maybe eight years old. I remember praying and I said, Jesus, I know I make a lot of mistakes. I'm not perfect. I lie. I cheat. I steal. I'm, I'm a terrorizer to my other siblings. True story. I said, but God, I trust. I, I, I believe this word that you have a plan for my life and that you're good and that you sent Jesus as a replacement because you're so good that sin can't, like, my, my wrongs, my flaws, they, they can't go to heaven. But you're so good, God, that you sent Jesus to to come live a perfect life. He never did anything wrong. And he died in my place so that all I have to do is trust in him. And I not only get to go to heaven someday to be with you, but I get to live every day of my life on earth with you in my heart, with you with me. So I said, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me, God. So I, as a kid, I prayed and I asked Jesus into my heart. And I just, I like I said, fell in love with these and as I learned about learned when I got older, is life tends to have its ups and it tends to have its downs. And when life squeezes you, what's inside of you is gonna come out. You know, you squeeze a squeeze a I don't know, what would you squeeze orange? What's gonna come out? O- orange juice. And I, I discovered that I wanted to be so full of truth. I wanted to be so full of this word that when life squeezed me and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to say or think, that his truth was going to come out. So as I read, I remember getting these these, these verses just like trapped in my head in a good way. I remember reading in the book of, of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, God's talking to his people. And the context of that story is people are in a really bad situation. They're exiled. But God says to his people, he says, "'For I know the plans that I have for you,' says the Lord." They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and to give you a future. And I remember reading that and being like, oh my gosh, like, Lord, yeah, you wrote that then, but that applies to your people. I'm, as a son of God, I believe Jesus is in my heart. That applies to me. So when life began to squeeze me, I began to have things to tell back to life, to to speak back to it. And I said, okay, no. I don't like the situation, I, I need God in this situation. So I'd pray and I said, God, according to your word, you've got good plans for good. So I'm gonna get through this, I'm gonna get through this issue or this struggle or this trial or whatever it is, fill in the blank, and I'm gonna trust that you're gonna get me through it, because it says so here. And you know what? He did, every single time, every single time without fail. Because me in my life, I've let myself down many a time. I'm sure you guys, some of you, especially our older guys and girls, You've let yourself down. So have I. Other people have let me down. But I said, but God, you've, you've, you've not let me down. You've never let me down. So I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to continue walking with you. So I get a little bit older, and now I'm entering, like, high school years. And I see we have a bunch of high schoolers here too, so kudos to you guys. It was at that age when I was like, okay, God, we need to talk. We need to have a talk, you and I. I love prayer. I just I pray every day, I, I'm, and it's normal. I'm like, God, here's what's going on in my life. I need your help. Or God, here's, I just read this in the Bible. I'm confused. Let me, let's talk through this. And then he responds in many ways. But I remember praying when I was in high school, and I said, God, we've got a problem. I said, Lord, I know that I'm saved. I've got Jesus in my heart, and I believe in you. I said, but Lord, now I'm in, I'm in high school, and I've got I've got friends, or people that I'm hanging out with, and they don't they don't believe the same things that I do, but they don't they don't talk the way that I do, they don't act the way that I do. They they uh, there's all this peer pressure to do things or to talk a certain way, to act a certain way. And I said, then Lord, I don't want to I don't want to do that. I want to stay true to who I am and who you've called me to be. But I said, Lord, I'm going to make a new promise to you, a new commitment. I said, God, I know you have my heart. I'm going to heaven. If if I should die, that's where I'm going. I said, but if I'm going to live the rest of my life on this earth and call myself a Christian, call myself a Christ follower, then Lord, I don't want you to just have my heart. I don't want you to just be Jesus, my Savior. I want you to be Jesus, my Lord, the boss of my life, the, the ruler of my life. I said, God, you've got my heart, but now here's my life. Everything that makes me me, I'm going to put in your hands, and I'm going to trust you with my future, I'm going to trust you with my life. So God, all these abilities, these talents, these giftings that you've given me, I'm going to use them for you. I'm going to use them to encourage others, to pull people out of darkness, and point them to the light of, of Jesus. So I said, my singing, Lord, I'm going to sing for you. My dancing, because I did theater and, and all that in high school, I said, my singing, my dancing, theater, all of that, God, I'm going to do it so I can, I can make your name famous, my, my sports and athleticism, because I was, sports were my outlet as a kid, and I was still trained. I so God, my, my, my sports, I'm going to do that as a, as a means to show people that, you know, walking with God, you can overcome obstacles, and I'm going to treat my body like a temple and treat it well. So I made that promise to God, and I said, Lord, I'm never, I'm never turning back on you. I said, through all the times of confusion and chaos in my life, I'm never going to let you go. I'm never going to stop trusting you. And, and I had a new... Life verse. Because when you read this Bible, when you read it, there are verses that'll pop out to you. like you know how, you remember like quotes from a book. Well, this is so much more than a book. This is a book full of life and full of truth, and it'll pop out at you, and God will use it to remind you of his truth. So I, I had another verse that popped up in my mind that became a life verse that I remind myself on a daily basis. And this one's found in the book of Proverbs written by a really wise guy named Solomon. And he wrote it, and it's found in the book, of uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, and it says, to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not onto your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he'll, he'll direct your paths, or he'll make your path straight. And I said, okay, God, you've got my heart, I'm giving you my life, I'm going to trust you in everything that I do and when I don't know what to do or when I don't think I've got it all figured out, I'm going to lean onto you. And the promise is, your end of the deal, is that you're going to direct my path. All right? So I'm going to hold you to that, God. And I can say in my life, I've led myself astray. Other people with good intentions have led me down wrong paths. But God never has. And when I've trusted him with my life, I mean, I'm a ninja warrior now, and I never thought that that was ever going to be part of the equation. God has dreams that we don't even, we're not even aware of, and it doesn't matter how young we are or how old we are, God's got a plan, and he's good enough to to, to get us from point A to point B. So, getting closer to the, the, the ninja warrior part, because I'm sure you're still, you're, you're interested in that, after I graduated high school, or... During high school, after I made that promise, I said, okay, God, from this day forward, I'm going to go to church, not just because that's what I've done my whole life. I'm going to go to church because I genuinely want to know more about you. I'm going to get in my Bible on a regular basis because I don't want just the message from the pastors, and that's great. But I said, God, I don't want to just be a Wednesday, Sunday Christian I'm going to live this with my life. So I'm going to spend time in the word every day. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to lift my hands in worship and surrender to remind myself, God, my life is yours. And I believe you have good plans. And as I trust you, you're going to direct my paths through the good, through the bad, and through the ugly. Because we live in a world where all that happens, you know. So I get a little older. I'm serving in my church. I'm a worship leader at my church. I'm doing all these things. I'm I'm spending time in our church kids' ministry and, and our youth ministry, and, and I'm loving it. I'm learning to just love people with God's heart. And I said, God, you can do anything with my life. Here's, like, here's the things, here's my goals and my dreams. I could go into singing. I could go into dancing. I could go into um, athletics. I could go into business. So I graduate high school, and I've got all those questions flooding through my mind. Young people, if you ever ask, like, what are you going to do when you grow up, and you don't know, that's okay, because God knows. And as long as you're faithfully um, continuing to grow and to learn, you don't have to be worried. You don't have to be concerned. So I graduated high school, and I said, okay, God, I have a lot of different options that I can take with my life right now. I can go into um, a music degree because that's all I did in high school. I thought I was going to go into, like, Broadway or singing. I said, I could do that, God, and I could get a, a scholarship. It's been offered to me. I said, God, another option is I could go down uh, the path of business. I could be a businessman. That would be great. I could do that for you. I said, or God, um, I could go into athletics. But I don't, I don't even know how I would do that because being homeschooled, I didn't, there weren't really scholarship um, openings or options. So I said, God, I, I don't know. So I'm going to trust you. And Lord, I had this other option of going to a local ministry school, like a Bible college. And I said, God... None of these do I have 100% peace about, but I have peace about this, this Bible school thing. So I'm gonna spend a couple years and I'm gonna devote them to learning more about you. And guys, like there's so much more inside here. There's so much more to the Christian life than just going to heaven. There's so much more that God has for us. So I went to this Bible school and during those two years, I got to travel around the world, around the world, preaching the gospel, leading worship, and seeing everything that I had read about in the Bible, I got to witness it with my own eyes firsthand. It went from head knowledge, like, yes, I believe God can do those things. I believe he can heal and save people and save nations. To It went from head knowledge to heart knowledge, like, God, I've seen you do it. God, I know it's possible. God, I know you can change anybody's lives. And it doesn't matter how many mistakes we've made. It doesn't matter how old we are. Like, you're so good. The Bible says it's the, the goodness of God or the kindness of God It brings people to repentance. So as I got to travel around the world, I got to go to places like uh, Rome, Italy, suffering for the gospel. It was beautiful, by the way. got to go to Rome. I got to go to uh, Bulgaria in Europe. I got to go to um, Japan and Malaysia. I got to go to Honduras. I got to go all over the world, and it changed my life. It ruined me for anything normal. I said, God, I, I don't want a normal life. I said, Lord... I'm, at the time, I was 19 years old, and I said, God, in my 19 years of life, I've let myself down. I've made numerous, countless mistakes, even good intention mistakes. Other people have let me down and made mistakes that affected me, and then there's been a whole mess of just, like, random situations I didn't know who to blame, but I said, God, you've you've never let me down, and you've always brought good out of what seemed like the hardest situations or the most difficult or tragic situations, you've still been there with me. And looking back, God, I've learned so much and I can share so much with others. So I made another commitment to the Lord at like 19 years old. I said, God, I love this ministry thing. I will gladly become a pastor if you want me to. I will gladly become like a a worship leader, like what we have on stage. I said, I'll I'll be a worship leader if you want, God. I get to sing because that's one of my passions, I said, or God, I'd even be a missionary. I'll I'll travel overseas and like live there if you want me to do that. Because I have discovered that your timing is perfect and you've got better plans for me than I could ever plan for myself. Because as I've made plans, God, and I've succeeded them and I've hit those goals, it's not really all that fulfilling. It just leaves me wanting another goal, something else to take my time. But God, when I trust my life to you, Oh, Lord, it's just this exciting adventure of where are we going to go next, God? Who are you going to introduce me to next? Who do I get to pray for or minister to next? Or just tell them that you're good and you love them. So I made that decision. I said, okay, God, what's it going to be? Pastor, worship leader, minister, that's my heart. I've learned a long time ago that giving you my dreams means that you're either going to give them back to me or you're going to replace them with better dreams. So that freed me because originally when I was a Christian, I was scared to trust God with my dreams because I thought he'd take them and he'd like make me do something I didn't want to. But I discovered after walking with God for a few years, if if I give him my dreams, he'll either give them back to me and actually like use them, or he'll replace them with something better. And he did. So a funny thing happened when I made that decision. The job that I had at the time ended unexpectedly. No more job. I was answering phones at a a, a local company. I enjoyed it, but I knew it wasn't what I was supposed to do. So when it ended, I was like, okay, God, that job has ended. Um, What do I do now? I need a job. I need, I have bills. I got phone bills. I got car bills, gas. And I was like, okay, God, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sit on my hands and ask you to just give it to me because I have a lot of friends who love you and they're upset with you because they're not doing anything and they're expecting you to lead them and, or to give them things. And you don't always do that. That's not how you work, God. So I said, God, I'll get up. I'll write out a resume. I'll give it. I'll go pass it out to jobs and I'll I'll send in applications. But I said, but God, I want to be at the job that you want for me. That's fair, right? And I said, God, to include you in the matter further, here's a list of the things that I, I don't really want to do. I'm not, I'm not really wanting to go into the food industry or the retail industry or things like that. I said, and here's the things, here's like, if you really want to know God, because I can share this with you, here's the things that I would love to do. I'd love to work with kids. I'd love to, I'd love to, to, um, be able to speak or maybe to sing or, or do these other things that I, I enjoy, but impact people with. But I didn't know, I didn't know where to start. So you know where I started? I asked my friends and my Bible school students to pray for me. I asked my pastors to pray with me. To, to gather around me and stand by me and help me look for a job, even. Because you need to have a community. You need to be in a community of people that can help lift you up. Because friends are like elevators. They either take you up or they take you down. So I have, I have a lot of people in my life that take me up. So I, I went to them and I said, hey, will you guys pray for me? And guys, sometimes God's timing is faster than we think, sometimes it's longer. In this case, it was a lot faster. It was the next day I'm sitting in Bible school, class ends, getting my stuff together, and a dude over here nudges over at me and he says, hey, Daniel, typical Bible school day. Hey, Jesse. He's like, hey, I heard you were looking for a job. And I'm like, yeah? And I look over and I see that it's my friend Jesse. My friend Jesse had only been saved not a very long time. And he loved the Lord, and he was at Bible school because he wanted to follow the Lord. But he grew up in like a totally, like, he was a gangster, legitimately. He was a gangster. And I looked at him, and I was like, oh, you got a job? And I think to myself, and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to sell drugs. I don't got the face for that. Nobody's going to trust me. And so I look at him, and I'm like, oh, what? Is that so, Jesse? What, what kind of job? And he's like, well, I work at a gym. And I'm like, oh, red flag. I don't want to work at a gym, Jesse. Like, yeah, I'm athletic and fit, but all I do is like calisthenics, body weight training. I do push-ups, pull-ups, running, climbing, all that stuff. I said, but thanks, uh, but I'm not interested. And he was like, wait, hold up. It's not a regular kind of gym. It's an, an obstacle course gym. If I say that now, you're like, oh, Ninja Warrior gym. This was seven years ago. Someone says obstacle course gym seven years ago. You're like, what? And I was like, what does that mean, dude? And he's like, well, have you ever seen that show, American Ninja Warrior? And my jaw dropped. My eyes got as big as saucers, and I had a flashback to when I was a kid. I used to watch the show. I used to pray and think, like, God, I would love to do that someday. But somewhere along the, along the way, I got older. Maybe it was because I was from a family of five. Maybe it was because I was homeschooled. Maybe because I lived in a city as big as Houston was like six million people and they don't film TV shows there. I lost that dream. I gave up on that dream. So when this guy told me about it, I was like, what? And I remember thinking like, God, I told you I would go into ministry, but now I might work at this gym. That's, that's amazing. Like, I would love to do that. I love that show. Maybe I'll get to use that show as a platform to minister to others and show them that in life you will face obstacles, but you can get back up every time. So my head's spinning, and I'm like, dude, tell me more. Let's go. I go to that same day to that gym, and I meet the owner. I'm just on cloud nine, and I'm like, dude, here's my application. I'm like doing obstacles, and I can do them, and I'm doing them well. And I'm like, God, you've set me up for this. Like my whole life of like being athletic and the monkey boy, you've set me up for this. And I tell the, I tell the, the boss, the owner, I was like, hey, here's my resume. When can I start? But sometimes God's timing isn't our timing, and sometimes before you're, you're, before God will give you something, He'll test you to make sure that you're capable of handling it. Any good parent, if your if your child comes and asks you for something, you're not just gonna you're not gonna give them something that could hurt them or could harm them because you're a good parent. And so God, before He brings us into a, another a new season, He'll make sure that we're ready for it. And so I turned the owner turned to the owner. And I'm like, here's my resume. When can I start? He looked at me and was like, well, uh, thanks for the resume. We'd love for you to get a membership membership I don't even have a job right now and he's like but we don't have any any spots available but thanks thanks so much for dropping by you're really strong we'll keep you in mind the next time an opening comes up I'm crushed I'm devastated I'm like God following you I thought was 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 gonna be easy and you'd open every door but Lord I've learned that even Jesus in the Bible said that in this world we will have troubles I'm in a trouble now God So I have to trust you now. So I'm walking from the back of the gym to the front, and I'm frustrated. I'm fuming. I'm like, Lord, why would you even show me that there was a gym like this if I couldn't work here? Like, why? Why would you do that to me? And I began praying, because I pray on the good days and the bad days, because the the faster I pray to him on the bad days, the faster they become good days, or I get through them better, you know? So I'm praying, and I'm like, Lord, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I thought I was going to get this job. I thought it was going to be easy, but it's not. I'm facing this wall. There's There's no opportunity. I said, but God, one of my heroes from this book is, is David. And David, if you read the Psalms, he's the guy who wrote like, oh, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. But a couple chapters later, he's like, Lord, where are you? Have you left me? Have you forsaken me? Like, why is my heart downcast? He never hid anything from God, never hid an emotion, never hid an issue, never hid a problem. He walked with God through all of them. So I said, okay, God, I will never hide my issues. I will never hide my pain. I'm going to give it, I'm going to lay it all bare before you. So I'm walking out of the gym, and I said, Lord, I'm frustrated, I'm upset, but I trust you. My job is to trust you. Even when I don't understand, I'm going to trust you. So I said, Lord, I want this job. I wanted this job, but I'm not getting it. So I have to believe that either you have a job that's better for me or better for me now. So I said, whatever, God, I give it to you. I give it to you. So I walk out. It was a very long hallway, by the way, a very long path from the back of the gym to the front. I push the door open to leave and another guy runs up, didn't even know this guy. He runs up and he's like, hey, 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 I heard you talking to my boss about wanting a job here. I haven't even told my boss, but I'm about to move back home to another state. And if it's cool with him, you can just take my position. By the way, you'll be working with kids, you'll be directing a kids program, um, and it's going to be our homeschool program. I was homeschooled. And I saw God set me up for a job I didn't even know was available. Doing something that I didn't even know that I could get paid to do. Jumping on obstacles, working with kids, training for this TV show. And I was like, God, this is, this is incredible. This is wild. And, and I faced obstacle after obstacle. Like, you can look at me right now and think, like, life was so easy. Everything was given to me. No, it wasn't. The best thing that I can say is that I've never stopped chasing after God. I've never stopped. And I said, God... Through every single struggle, through every single personal issue and crisis that I put myself in. Because I remember my teenage years, I I I was crazy a bit. I remember being a terrorizer to my family as a kid. But through all those times, I trusted him. And I've seen God give me milestone after milestone memory of when he showed up. And so I, I remind myself every day, I said, God, I'll never forget the time that you paid for my ministry school and I didn't have to pay, or the time that you healed my jaw when it was locked up. I said, God, I'll never forget those moments because if I forget, then I might not trust you and I, I need to trust you consistently. So it took me another two years after getting that job to actually begin competing on the show. People ask all the time, what's the hardest obstacle? Hardest obstacle was just getting on the show. And for two years... I struggled with that. And I said, God, I'm chasing after this dream. I'm doing what I believe you've called me to do, but I can't even get on the stinking show. Like what? And God used another set of crazy circumstances to get me on the show. And during that season, I look back and I say, oh God, if I had gotten on the show right when I wanted, I never would have been able to come up with the brand of kingdom to be the kingdom ninja. Out of the verse in, in Matthew six thirty three, where Jesus said to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that you need, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, he'll provide those. So you don't have to worry about the cares of life when you're seeking after the kingdom of God. And if I'd have gotten in two years earlier, I wouldn't have been strong enough to do well. Because when, when I finally got into the Ninja Warrior and started competing after those two long years, I was ready. I had the fastest time of the night, went on to become the rookie of the year, and now a five-time national finalist, one of the, one of the top ninjas. And I say all of those things to say that life hasn't been easy. I've probably put myself in, in more situations and problems than anyone else has to me. But God is good. He's got a plan. And I said, Lord, just use my life to impact others, to pull them out of darkness and into light. And he's chosen the platform of Ninja Warrior to do that because millions of people watch it and millions of young people need to know that there will be obstacles, you will fall, you will fail, but you can get back up. And when you trust God, you can get back up a lot faster and it's a lot easier and there's meaning behind it. It's not just meaningless. So, I, I've said all of that to say that that's my story. That's how I became an American Ninja Warrior and what I do with the platform. I, I do it to bring others to, to the saving knowledge of Jesus. And I tell them that God has a plan. But each one of you, your life's going to look different. You might not be a television Ninja Warrior, but God has a place you want you to be in. And He wants your heart to be like His. And the more you spend time with God, the more you start to take on His characteristics, act like Him. We get things called the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. We begin to have those in our lives. So each and every one of you, God has a plan. doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. God's good. He's got a plan. And He already knows all of our junk anyways. So I wanted to use my story to encourage you guys, especially my young people, to trust God with it, because otherwise we're left at our own mercy, and I'm not all that special by myself. I couldn't do half the things that, I, that God has done with me. But when we give our lives to Him, like, we have access to what He has, and He has everything. He made everything. So it's, it's, it's a journey. And it's an exciting adventure. So I'm going to pray real quick. I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to invite Pastor Mark up, okay? Because I know some of you in here you've you you loved hearing the story. It's been cool. It's been encouraging. I hope, at least. But we're going to even have a, a time of invitation. So let me let me pray real quick. The worship team is going to come back up, and then Pastor Mark's going to come up. So won't you bow your heads with me? God, I I thank you that you are good god you're so much better than anyone ever told me as a kid god you you have such good plans for me better plans than i could have planned for myself lord and when i learned to put my plans and my life in your hands god lord you've 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 done things i never could have dreamed of lord and i'm not special i'm no more special than anyone in here but lord i trust you and i ask holy spirit that you would just fill us you would you would pull on our hearts right now some of us our hearts are beating out of our chest because we we feel like you're you're moving in us so God I thank you that as we enter into this this next time of worship God that you would just do something new in us that you would call us whether we've known you and walked away or whether we've never knew that you were this good or that you had these plans even taking good out of our bad the bad situations because Lord you're not scared about those you're not nervous about those God All you want is us to be willing and to say yes. So we love you. We praise you, God. And I ask that you would just do something new in each of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, I seal it. Amen.
0: Hey, would you like to express appreciation for Daniel? Thanks, brother.
1: Thank
2: you. you.
0: So you know how when somebody is talking, you're usually having this internal dialogue with yourself the whole time. You're thinking thoughts, things come to mind. Uh, one of the things that came to mind when Daniel was talking was God's timing in life, right? So it wasn't by accident, it was God's timing that Daniel's mom, after having a couple kids, says, i got to go back to church. This is way harder than what I thought it was going to be. And as a result, Daniel was raised in church every time the doors were open and, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, It was God's timing that when he was a teenager, even though he had invited Christ into his life as a child, he came to a point where he said, "Um, there's more. There's a deeper commitment. Um, I know Jesus as Savior, but I want to know Jesus as Lord. And then the timing of that job that just kind of dried up unexpectedly. And then Jesse, hey, obstacle course gym. And then it just keeps going on and on and on. And here's what I want to say to you God's timing in your life is perfect, even if you don't know it, because He's bigger than you, He's God. Some of you came today because your kids were in Ninja Warrior camp this week. Some of you kids are here because you wanted to hear Daniel speak. But God knows the timing in your life. And maybe, just maybe, today is the day that God is speaking to you and your chest is beating a little bit and you're saying, I need to have what Daniel's been talking about. I need to invite Jesus Christ to come into my life. And we have up on these altars here some stickers, just uh, uh, um, Emmanuel Ninja um, Warrior stickers. And as the worship team sings, if you would like to invite Jesus Christ to come into your life, it's a very simple prayer, just, Lord Jesus, I just confess I'm a sinner and i'm not walking with you and i want to know you more than just a name i invite you to come into my life if if you're open to doing that because of god's timing in your life then while the worship team is singing you just come forward and grab one of these stickers and then go back to your seats that's it i'm not asking you to do anything more another thought came into my mind some of you know jesus already you prayed a prayer asking Jesus into your life. Maybe it was at a vacation Bible school. Maybe it was this week at Ninja Warrior Camp. Maybe it was some other time at church. But you're still basically in control of your life. That's a horrible way to live. To be a follower of Jesus, but now and again taking back the reins of your life, saying, well, I want to do what I want to do. People feel miserable when they do that. The best place to be, the most peace, the most joy, is when you're all in with Jesus. And maybe... You just need to say to Jesus today, you know what, I'm done with having you on the surface of my life. I want to go deeper and experience the good things that you have for me. As the worship team sings, if you want to come forward and just grab a sticker, that's, that's your own commitment to say, today I'm going deeper with the Lord. One other group. I think that there's a lot of us that are going through obstacles that have serious struggles and you may have come in today limping emotionally and you're like man I don't know how I'm gonna fix these problems in my life maybe it's a bummer marriage maybe you're underemployed maybe you have a physical illness I talked to somebody just a couple days ago in a thrift store that just uh, just poured out their heart to me. I'd never met this person before, told me about his cancer. And I'm like, wow, can I pray for you? We all have problems, right? We all, all have obstacles. If you're willing to take a step of faith and just say, God, I give you my problems. I don't know how they're going to be fixed. I don't know what's my part. I don't know what's your part, but I give you my problems. Then during the worship team singing, you just come up and get a sticker. Does that make sense? Just three categories. Those that want to invite Christ into their life. Those that want to go deeper in their walk with Christ. And those who have some obstacles then. Today's the day in which you're giving those obstacles over to the Lord. Would you stand please? And as the worship team sings, just come forward and grab a sticker. And then go back to your seats and we'll close out. the service.
2: This is the hope of the gospel. That Jesus Christ has come to give us life, to set us free, to, you know, uh, heal our broken hearts, and to give us liberty and freedom as we become who he created us to be, as we walk with him and trust him and entrust our future and our past with the God who created us. We're so glad you've come to worship today. Let me pray as you go. Father, we're just grateful to be in your presence. Go with us as we leave this place because we don't leave you in the building, but you pursued us before we walked in the door and you promised that you will walk with us when we leave this campus. So would you go with us? Would we see you at work in the days ahead? We trust you. Amen. Amen. So glad you came to church. Hope to see you next Sunday.